We have Megan Kelly from Hepton Bridge United Kingdom. And Megan's very, she's like famous in the kettlebell world. So we're super, super excited to have her today. We, Amanda and I, Amanda will be here a little later, we hope. Hi, Amy, I'm excited. So welcome, Megan. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, very exciting. So it's eight o'clock in the morning in uh, the West Coast. That makes it four o'clock, United Kingdom. It's tea time for her. Yeah, yeah I've got a friend's garden party after this, so that will okay. be good. <laughs> I'm still just, you know, in my, I'm in my, uh, you know, got my sweatpants on and <laughs> still kind of like, I, I need to change. <laughs> awesome. Well, Megan is a trainer um, in Hempton Bridge and um, very well known, um, something that, you know, many people may not be aware of, but she is a world record holder. And she has the world record for the most um, amount of weight uh, yeah. moved in kettlebell was, swings in an hour for a female. Yeah, I always get confused by the title, but yeah. <laughs> most of all, I think it's kilos lifted, yeah, by a kettlebell swing, but yeah, in an hour. <clears throat> and it was like yeah. twenty over 2,300 kilos lifted in an in an out in an hour which is amazing so that was in um, 2017 yes i did i was aiming to go for 24,000 kilos um, and i did something like a thousand and twelve reps and then of those there was something i think i got 989 so there was a few disqualified um as i got tired towards the end my my arms weren't high enough so i was kind of locking out like for the first rep maybe for the last 10 also sets the first rep was too low to be counted so um but yeah so but i was very happy with that <laughs> well it was really i i read um the article that you wrote for strong first which can yeah. be found on strongfirst.com and you kind of mapped out um your training plan and how you approached it um and what was so really interesting about it is is you know on paper it's like yeah you know 20 20 swings on the minute, no problem. <laughs> so I, I very quickly, I mean, and I, I've said this before, and I openly will say to people, like, probably very arrogantly, it was like, oh, that's okay, I'll be able to, like, I'm conditioned, I know how to swing a 24 kilo bell, I'll be able to do 20 reps on the minute, but um, for 50 minutes of the hour, it'll be fine. I was sort of, I worked out, I had 10 minutes rest, and I could sort of use that throughout the hour. Um, and then as I started training for it, <laughs> I very quickly realized that sort of maybe 20, 25 minutes into it, that my grip was not holding out for 20 reps at all. <laughs> like I was kind of getting there, and I was like, my forearms were rock solid, and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> um, so I just was like, right, back to the drawing board, like what, what can I do? And um, I sort of, at the time, I hadn't done, I hadn't been on a strong endurance seminar, but I'd read about it quite a lot on the, um, like on the forum and just generally online. So I was like, mm, started looking into that. And then I was like, right, I'll try 10 reps every 30 seconds, um, which made a huge, huge difference to my grip. Um, much harder endurance wise, but then I was like, it's okay, I can work with that and build it up. Um, and so that's the format I went with. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it, it was really cool though to read how really 
um, and it is, and I think it happens with a lot of us, we try something and you start out at point A and, and it's all of a sudden like, wow, point B seems a long ways away, but with that smart training and just patience, yeah, trusting and, and, the process. Yeah, exactly. When I did it that time, I, I kind of did it as like, I wasn't really doing it for the reason, like the record wasn't the point of the day. So I was trying to raise money, which I think I talk about in the article as well. And um, my dad's um, really calling me their ex. So yeah. we were doing a fundraising day for the MS Society and I'd just done it as a 12 hour um, kettlebell swingathon. So I was like, right, I'm going to get everybody I teach down and um, we're just going to, like, I just made up some workouts and stuff. Like, we're just going to, like, see what we can do, who can swing um, and just basically, like, someone was doing 10 swings and the next person did nine. We just, like, so the idea was the entire day there'd be at least one kettlebell swinging for 12 hours and there was a really I sort of put a rotor on the wall and there was this really quiet period um, around lunchtime so I was like right how can we get people down so I was like right I'm just gonna do I'm <laughs> just gonna do a world record and um, I started looking into it and that was literally it, it was nothing really to do with it and then when I started training I was like actually I really want to do this like I want to go for it properly and um, and then that's kind of where I got really into that sort of that side of things um, and then haven't really stopped <laughs> Yeah. Very cool. And then since since then though, you have done strong endurance twice, right? You have gone through the seminar and so I first did it in September 2018. So my record was July 2017. And then I went to Italy in um September 2018 and did it there for the first time. And that was really cool because it was a really big event. Um, and I met people, so like Harold Lotz, he's German, he's an SFG, and he's really into strong endurance, so I got to meet him, and um, met a few people and learned a lot. And then it was last summer, I think, here, um, Pavel came to the UK, and I attended again there, um, which was really scary, because he got me up to talk about it, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I didn't expect him to, it was like, Megan, come to the front, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I it was yeah, scary. I do. I've been to a couple events with Pavel. Um, I, I did strong endurance. Um, oh, I can't remember the year. 2017, I guess. And yeah. it was it was one of the first ones in Portland, Oregon. And okay. um, and then I had seen him present strong, plan strong, the same place a couple years before. Yeah. And yeah, he he makes you go up and you know right on the board. <laughs> but it's yeah. fun. It, yeah, some amazing yeah. experience. I keep it's looking really for a strong endurance to, to either happen closer to me or a, an online version because hands down, I, it's the one that I want to take again because it's just so yeah, much great. I, I loved it and, and even though I trained a lot with it, I, going back for a second time, I learned loads more again and I was like, it just gave me different ideas and, he, and, and then again, he asked for volunteers so I, I, at one point I went, if it was snatches I think um, and I was like yeah it was 20 snatches and we had to sort of do it there was six of us or something up there and um, and again it was sort of like uh, when I first started doing stuff like that I would never have been like oh yeah I'll go up to the front but then I was like actually Pavel's about to watch me snatch and give me feedback so I'm going up <laughs> um, and it was really good it was so yeah we had a really good time there was a lot of people there um, yeah. so yeah it was good <laughs> but then okay. I at that yeah. point he he said to me then, Pavel, if the record gets broken, let me know. Um, and then I got an email sort of August last year 
that it had been broken. Um, so that's the point. I was actually with Claire Booth, and um, I think she was on here a few weeks ago, um, <laughs> and we were in London, and I was like, oh, and she said, email Pavel, like, just email, and I was like, oh, I don't know, and she was like, email Pavel and tell him. So I told him, and then he, he was like, do you want to get it back? Um, and I was like, Ugh. and then he was like, go for it, and sent me this thing to follow, so I'm currently, <laughs> that's what I'm doing, trying to get it back. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, and... I watched you yesterday post um, some of your swings, one one arm swings with, with the 40 kilo and the 36. And I, I gotta say, you make those swings look so easy. You are incredibly strong. And your technique is, oh yeah. So I haven't, um, I, so I followed this, pro, uh, it was, a, he adapted basically a strong endurance protocol for me. And this, I started it, it was probably September by the time I actually started it last year. Um, and I went for the record in March and I didn't get it in March. So I'm going again later this year. And um, I'm sure we'll go into that in a bit. But um, I, at one point, it was just before lockdown, I think, I emailed Pavel and I said, um, what do you think about me having a play day in my program? Because um, obviously, like I, I am very disciplined on I'll stick to it. But I was sort of like, I when it's time stuff, it literally is so so disciplined. And I was like, I I want a day where I just like play around basically. And and so I suggested I was like, could I do something like thirty six kilo thing on swings and then some twenty four kilo snatch or something just to help my grip after what happened in March when I. And failed the second attempt or the first attempt to get it back again um, and he was like yeah I really like that idea and go for it so that's kind of give me a day where I'm doing things that help it but they're not in a timed manner most of the time not in a timed manner I just play around with it and I've, I've not done it for a few weeks because the it's been really hot here and mm -hmm. um, I was thinking I don't really want to do single arm swings like heavy ones in this heat I wasn't my grip wasn't feeling it and then it was a bit cooler yesterday, so I was like, I'm just gonna go and see. And I started playing with the six, and I was like, this seems light. Like, and I was like, I'll just try that. I've never tried before to be honest. I was like, I'm just gonna try it and see. And I was like, wow, like I did not expect it to feel all that looks look easy. And it wasn't easy. <laughs> My grip, I was like, oh. <laughs> but, Yeah, well, it looked very strong, very, very strong. <laughs> Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. So you're so you're the record that you are now um training for is the same record then that you had that and it got somebody else got the record yeah is that, so, um, okay. so i don't know the person she uh, is apparently someone in the uk um not in Schomburg, so i think uh, i think what background's possibly crossfit um, okay. and uh, she's in the south of the uk um, and i think hers is i think it's just over thirty thousand kilos and um, so so she beat by a decent amount, very strong. Um, and so I was like, right, I'm going to go for 32,000 kilos. Um, so Pavel adapted a strong endurance program protocol for me. Um, and I've been pretty much working on that since September last year. And um, went for it in March, and my hands tore very, very badly. Um, so I, there's obviously we don't 100% know why, because I've sort of done very, very similar. I, I, I got 828 swings in an hour with the 32 in March. Um, and I, the, and in training, I, just before, maybe two weeks before I went for the attempt, I'd done 800, no problem. So it was only like 28 extra swings and my hands tore very badly. So Pavel and Brett Jones has also been 
um, very heavily involved in and stuff. Um, I had to use a competition bell um, and I've not used the competition bell much in training because all of my training had been with heavier weights. Um, so and I only had the 32 as a competition bell. So the same possibly because I, obviously the handles are, well, my hands, I've got small hands where even fitting my hands into a competition bell, it rubs on the little finger. And um, what happened was my, I was, this kind of tore down here. So on my left hand, I was having to put a lot of pressure through like my index finger and middle finger. So my entire, it wasn't actually my palm, it was my fingers that were it through badly. And um, I carried on, so I was just like, I had a, audience of everyone my friends came to watch it my people I teach it was amazing and I was like you know what I'm just gonna go for a personal best and just see so they didn't know in the room that I'd failed it until at the end I was like I got it <laughs> um, uh... I just carry on and I was like I want to show myself what mental grit looks like so I was in agony um, and I was just like I'm gonna have time off after this anyway <laughs> um, and so yeah so I got 828 then and um, the other thing was the gym that I rent space at a gym um, and just before, this was maybe a week before the UK went into lockdown. Um, and we, two weeks before that, we had to have a, a policy of every time we went in and out of the gym, alcohol gel. I never use alcohol gel ever. Um, so I wash my hands with soap and water, but the gym's policy, rightly so, was every time we went to leave the gym, alcohol gel. And I've got a little studio next door where I teach. And I must be in and out of that main door 20 times a day. Like, no, um, so that was me constantly washing my hands, alcohol gel. Um, and they said possibly that could have made them very soft. And that is why we tour. Yeah. Uh, and we don't know. And it doesn't really matter because I'm, I'm still working towards it. And, um, oh, yeah. I've learned that like my, my, my grip didn't. I wasn't. I, I like into when I watched the video back. Like my hips, I haven't lost power there, so it wasn't like I was over gripping for that reason. But I, I just knew it didn't feel right, and um, so I'm just at the minute. I enjoy. It's been good actually because in lockdown, it's given me a massive focus of right swings. <laughs> I've got nothing else to do, so I can swing for as long as I like. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Are you still in lockdown in the United Kingdom? Um, so we have just, um, only yesterday or the day before, they told us gyms can reopen uh, on the 25th of July. But we were pretty much, it was only last weekend that pubs uh, reopened and that we had a bit more freedom. So we have been pretty much four months in full lockdown. Um, at the start of it, I live on my own, so I was like, oh my God, this is going to be awful. Like, I was really like, oh, this is not like, but it actually has been really good. So I've had to like turn my dining room into like a studio. I basically have my laptop there, teach here all day online. And I've been really lucky just because I gave out all of my kettlebells and said, take them to the people I teach. And uh, most of them have continued online. So I've been really lucky with yeah. that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's actually, I think, been a blessing that, <laughs> that I am on my own because it's, I've had to sort of take over up here and it's given me a bit of space as well, sort of at the end of the day, just to relax. And, um, yeah. I think a lot of us are um, sort of getting used to maybe not having quite such busy lives and uh, reevaluating our quality of life and uh, moving yeah. forward. And like, I know for me, I don't train full time. I have a... I have a, I work in my family's business and I kind of, and, and I'm just now opening up training again. And it's like, I'm being very selective. Um, I, I like having that extra downtime. Yeah. Have you, um, do you like do it in a gym or do you do it online? I have a whole, I have a studio gym at my house and I do, um, I just have people come and I, I'm, 
I did some classes, but now it's just strictly one-on-one -on -one and program is writing. Is anyone in them lockdown still? No, we were pretty, well, my family's business is um, a, a car dealership and we were considered essential. So we never had to close. Um, we just made some immediate changes. And now we actually, in my state, in Oregon, we have compared to the rest of the United States, a fairly low caseload but they have been picking back up so we have mandatory masks um and they've kind of just made things a little bit more strict in the last week so we'll see yeah. we might have to go back hopefully not but yeah we'll just we just see. so the gym's on the 25th but then i'm currently just working out how that's going to work and i've got people i teach who don't want to go back in the gym and they're happy to either come outside here so we've been able to train people outside for the last maybe month or so but still not inside and um, luckily it's summer so we have had some really nice weather but um, yeah. yeah i'm just trying to work in more of the classes i only ever teach to like a group of six um, okay. but, uh, but, and that's been fine online and still continue this group like a group of six but um, it's the room that teaching at the gym is definitely not going to fit then so we're sort of trying to work out like do I have a screen and teach to like half of them on the screen for every other week you know like oh, and, yeah. and everyone's usually chilled I'm just kind of working it out and <laughs> going with it and, and just trying to have a plan there so that they feel safe <laughs> um, well and I think I mean, really um key and i and the trainers you see that are carrying on and making it are the ones that are just on the floor like making it work because people still want to train and yeah. you know amanda know. she did the same she just immediately switched to online i took a week off actually so i was doing the record attempt and then taking a week off on holiday and i was just going to stay with a friend up in sky and and i I ended up not because I, I suddenly was, we were, it was kind of getting like in the UK where you shouldn't really travel now. And so I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to announce on that Monday. So I did the record on this Sunday, announced on the Monday that when I go back to the gym in a week's time, I knew that they'd be short, they shut on that Friday. And mm -hmm. I already announced on the Monday, I said, when I go back to the gym, which we won't be doing, I will be online for the foreseeable. Um, and everyone's like, oh my God, what? And I was like, by the time we go back, by the time I'm off my holiday, the gym will not be open, I'm telling you that. And everyone was really shit. And but because I got there early and just had a plan, I think everyone was like, okay, like and I think you just need that sort of like structure, like this is what we're doing, and you either carry on here or well, I'll see you back in the gym at some point. But I think when people suddenly realized we were in this for like the long haul, and um, uh, everyone was like, right, okay, like, yeah, let's get on it, let's sort it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, I, I think a lot of us we don't know but i think a lot of us got it at my record attempt and um, so i was not i didn't have the flu i didn't have anything like that but i fully lost my taste and smell for um about 12 days and i had lots of clients message me saying just so you know i've got flu-like symptoms and i've not got a taste and smell and uh, you might be able to let people so i i told everyone who was at the attempt like just be careful and we were in lockdown anyway at that point um, but uh, I think Claire mentioned on here that she had it um, and possibly what we all think from my record attempt because there were about 60 of us in the room and I didn't really notice at the time because when I looked back at pitch so I was like whoa like loads of people there I just kind of zoned out <laughs> um, wow. and but yeah, I mean it was I didn't it was I'm 29 so maybe it was just because I'm younger um, and I was at probably peak fitness at that point and I fully expected to get a bit ill after it, you know, obviously peak, and I was thinking I'll probably get a bit sore throat and a bit of downtime. 
um, and I was kind of teaching to a screen and I was thinking, am I just exhausted because I'm teaching to a screen? But I was physically like having to sit down on my sofa between sessions and I was a bit like walking the stairs here and a bit like, like out of breath. And that's all I can just, I didn't have a cough, I didn't have flu, but it might have been nothing related, but it was just the taste and smell thing was very strange. Um, like there was zero. I, and I just rested then for about three weeks. I, I taught my classes and did very lightweights. I didn't pick up heavy bell um, because I thought, you know what, if my immune system's down here, the last thing I'm going to do is pick up a bell that's 44 kilos. <laughs> and, and so I just literally had a few weeks off. It was very hard going back to it. So I felt like I had to go way back, probably like six months back. But because I took that rest, I think it, it came quick. So I suddenly, six weeks after that, was way better than I had been before the attempt so I was glad I took the rest which I think is something that is, people don't realize how important it is oh, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not going to push through it or <laughs> um, anything like that I'm just going to rest <laughs> it's so important for any illness to take some time off and I I just grew up thinking you had to push, push, push. And it took me till about 40 to realize that that just does not work. You have to heal. The body has to heal before you can get back. Otherwise, a simple cold can yeah. turn into a four week, you know, you could be down four weeks if you don't. Yeah, really, it's a total. I, I always said I'm very lucky that early on in my career, I found strong first because that has taught me that like I was definitely the same like when I was like I've trained for about nine years and maybe seriously for probably seven like kettlebells I have done for nine but probably actually started following proper kettlebell programs for about seven um, and yeah I just used to be like yeah let's get really sweaty and hurt our hands and rip our hands up and bruise everything and like and that was literally how I used to train and like oh I'd go and just do hours of cardio and stuff like that and and be ill all the time <laughs> and then when I got into when I said I actually got into strong first because I went to do the TSC um, and at the time and even there there was some instructors I wasn't an instructor at the time and they were like you're really good at like ballistics like I'd, I'd got I, it was hilarious I used to get like first place in the snatches but my pull-ups and my deadlift were like, <laughs> like I, I think my deadlift was like 100 kilos and my pull-up was like two and then my snatches were like 150 to 16. <laughs> so I used to never be anywhere near the top. I used to be kind of like, like maybe 40 place or something. But I just used to like it as like a bit of a, like just something to train for. And then one of the instructors was like, right, you're a coach and you're really good at kettlebells. Why don't you go on a, a why don't you go and do your SFG? And I was like, why not? <laughs> so I messaged Claire, I didn't know her at the time, and I just knew she was a country leader. And I said, can I come down and have a like coaching session with you before the SFG? And then pretty much went from there. But I'm thankful that I found that when I was like 25, because <laughs> then it, it gave me, and only two years into my training career, it gave me, yeah, lots of like things to think about and actually suddenly realize, yeah, less is definitely better, less is more. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. I think um, a lot of people that stumbled upon cross or strong first found it by doing other things that were probably beating us up. <laughs> so. Yeah, you sort of learn quite quickly and then you're like, and I remember thinking for ages, I was like, this doesn't seem right. Like, uh, I'm not doing it. I don't feel like I've done anything. And then I was suddenly like, but I feel amazing and my strength is going up. So I was like, okay, like, <laughs> go for it. Yep. And then on and now that's fully how I teach my yeah everyone who trains with me and they're like it's so good it's like di different to anything I've ever done and it's like good because and then that keeps them focused and not injured and 
everything else. It definitely is. And it's where I live, um, we have, um, I live in the state of Oregon, very, very uh, popular for running. A lot of people, especially in my community, um, long distance running, which is an amazing sport. I did it myself for a long time. Um, but it's, it's, it has, that's a challenge though, to, to get people to say, or to realize that maybe if you cut back on your running to three days a week and did some strength training two or three days a week, you would improve. And my husband's a great testament. He ran a marathon. He only trained three days a week and it was like a three hour and 40 minute marathon. He just cruised it and he didn't even consider himself a runner. So a lot of people who train with me are runners. The area that I live in is uh, very like hilly and there's a lot of fell runners and cyclists and stuff. Um, and yeah, and I, I actually, my background is um, strength and conditioning, like rehab, like injury rehab. And um, so I started to get people to do because people, runners who were like, oh, everything's hurting. I was like, when did you last strength train? And they don't. <laughs> and then, so I started running classes for like, I was like, right, let's do strength and conditioning for runners. Um, just because that's huge over here. Um, so, and then they were suddenly like, oh my God, like by doing swings, my run's quicker and like I'm, my hips aren't hurting and I don't have backache. And I was like, yay. So, um, and, and that's the same now. They've scaled it back and like, I'm running like faster and they're older and stuff. And most of them are like super fit in the fifties and stuff and running like stupid distances and but feeling good about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, so, I, I'm, people think with my swings that they I mean, they're long sessions, but it's three days a week. <laughs> it's okay. not like, I, I do train five days, but um, my swings are actually only three days. Um, so because I, don't yeah. need much, I don't need much uh, more than that. Otherwise, it tips me over the edge. <laughs> um, oh. And I, I know for me, it's too much. Um, that was the sweet spot for me when I did Sinister was three days a week. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think. Like, and... I mean, I, I obviously tolerate volume well just because my sessions can be like up to 90 minutes. But um, it doesn't mean like I'm swinging obviously straight for 90 minutes. I might be doing, it depends on weight I'm using, but it's two of them a week or every 30 seconds. Um, and one of them tends to be like on the minute. And then my play day is sometimes swing, sometimes there isn't a play day. And um, I'll always do every day, like I'll do get-ups and body weight stuff sort of five days and I'll do that kind of, I call it like my warm-up, but it isn't my warm-up, but it's sort of like I'll, I'll pass up maybe strength stuff before my, like my swings. Um, but then yeah, two days where I'll only do like get-ups and body weight and like bits of squats and stuff, just with kettlebells. Um, and then, yeah, and then the other three days are, are the endurance stuff. And, Sometimes it's, it, I mean, sometimes I'll block out two hours in my diary and be like, right, that's what I'm doing. And it doesn't happen. I might have had a bad night's sleep and actually the session ends up being half an hour and I have to stop it because I'm like, right, stop signals. I need to walk away from the bell. And um, that took a lot of time to get into because I was like, no, nah, no, nah, it's fine. Again, I'll push through it. Um, and then you realize that you just down the line, whether that's later in the week or the week after, it doesn't pay off. <laughs> so and that's probably the biggest thing I've learned from doing the longer sessions is listen to the tiny little signals that your body gives you. <laughs> yeah. I, I learned that the hard way last year doing some, just some two hand swings. I think I was just doing like, I don't know, once a week I would do five to seven on the minute for 20 minutes. Not, not terribly hard, but I was doing other things as well. And I just, kind of was starting to lose power on one session and I ended up tweaking my hip flexor on my left hip 
well, I was training for the body weight, sir. And um, that left hip really, you got it. You need it for the right hand, one arm push up. Yeah. <laughs> I had to completely tra change my training and, and, and test with my left side. It was like, I'm not going to get it. Cause I just could not generate the, so, and I got it. I was fine. I, I had passed it before. So I kind of knew what I needed to do, but it set me back. It was about a year before it fully healed. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't limping around. I could still do things, but I could feel it for about a year. I'm aware of it. I, I'm just, um, the, our body weight one in the UK was supposed to be June, I think. Um, mm -hmm. And it's now next March. But I was like, oh, that's actually quite good because I was like, I'm nowhere near yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's a push -up. So I could do the pistol and the pull up, but um, the push up I'm really, really working on. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I, at the minute, I'm literally just working to get my push ups better, like more reps just at the minute. Because I was like, I can do like five okay push ups, but I was like, I, I really want that number to be like 10 before I start messing around with <laughs> um, yeah. like, it. But I like it because it is a massive challenge. and um, for me, anyway, body weight's always been the maybe because I don't train it much, um, but it, that's always been the one thing that I like needed to put more work into, definitely. And um, yeah. so, and I think it's the one it, people sort of think about the body weight when I was oh, it's body weight, but actually, when you speak to people, that's probably the one that people are most nervous about testing, but all the one that like takes the most work, I think, in terms of because it's the tension, isn't it? Like learning yeah. how to be get attention <laughs> yeah but as a as a coach and the people that i have trained who are mostly an older population um by far i've had the most carry over into my own coaching on this on the drills and the skills the things that i teach my students so yeah i bet yeah i i can't wait to do it i've, I've never done the body weight one before so yeah um, it's fun just... it's like it's like going it's like playing in the park for two days it's really fun I love so this is what I've enjoyed sort of in because of lockdown, like you said before, about having more time. And um, I've I've sort of just been greasing the groove, but then just having the time to play, like literally, like okay, where, where this that feels weird, what, what feels good about but and just getting my put like my pull-ups better. So I've always like I can do pull-ups, but like say for the TSC I was doing like two or three and I've just been like working on just greasing the groove with that. And in the gym I can, but I kind of am rushing around all the time in the gym and I'm like I don't really think I'm just gonna go and do a pull-up. Um, and whereas at home I'm literally like right my pull-up bars like just above my office. So every time I walk past it I like right pull up and because you're not like manically running around between sessions. Um, yeah. So it's been actually really nice, but I found that my session times have changed. You know, sort of like I'd normally do very early morning and quite late at night and have a gap in the day and stuff. And um, but that isn't the case anymore. I pretty much feel like I'm working like nine to five, but I suppose because everyone's hours have changed and people are working yeah. at home. Um, but yeah, it's giving you definitely more time to. I think this that. is. I think the world and um, the workday for many people is going to change. Yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's definitely something I've got because I, I mean most mornings I'm up at like five and I'm in the gym for six and stuff and I, there's a couple of people at the moment training at half six in the morning online but more, normally that would be five days a week that I'd be up at that time and yeah. um, and then I'd yeah. sort of be in gym till 9pm but I sort of online I was like do I need to be putting on those later classes because people aren't commuting and it's only for the commuters and um, so my latest online is sort of finishes at half seven and that's it and now I'm like oh I've got loads of time in the evening but I think that's another reason in lockdown I've, I've been able to focus more but I think because I'm probably getting a bit more sleep and I think that's probably why my swings feel much better at the minute oh, but yeah. 
I, I really notice it's particularly in swings if I've slept badly. I'll sort of wake up and the other week I was saying um, on one of my Instagram posts that my resting heart rate is usually sort of 42, like when I wake up in the morning, 42, 45. Um, and uh, a couple of weeks ago it was 60 something. I woke up and I was like, what? And I just slept really badly for a couple of weeks. Um, and I, I kind of got like, I, I just knew my sessions would be much shorter. Um, but I, I don't, I, I wear a heart rate monitor in sessions, but I never look at it until afterwards. So I, it wouldn't be one of the things that would make me stop um, if I saw my heart rate go up. But I kind of, when I get one of the stop signals, so I've sort of been like, everything feels a bit weird. And like, I, I just felt like I was losing power. Then when I look at my phone after to check the heart rate stuff, it, my heart rate was up at 92%. So I think your body will show you what, like, oh, yeah. so I'm like, I don't really need to look at that screen for 90 minutes because I, your body will literally stop you if you know how to listen to it. Um, yeah. And so I just sort of had a lighter week of cut sort of half an hour, for, which for me, I know half an hour of swings, quarter minutes of swings is still quite a long time. But for me, that is like half of what I would do. But I was like, you know what, it's just one of those weeks and, I, and then I started to sleep better and ended up eating a bit more because I realised I've sort of lost a couple of kilos, which I hadn't wanted to. And then this week, this got just gone, is when I did the stronger sessions and stuff. So I think it, do, it does just go up and down. But if you know how to listen to it, it will be your body. It will, yeah, you'll make really good progress. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your, um, your, your background. Um, is this is training what you studied? To Is this what you always wanted to do or just... Um, so I, I was about 19, 20, and I, um, at the time, had really, really bad anxiety, and um, like health, and it was a time when my dad, that's when he got really ill, and um, he'd always been ill, like he'd always had MS since I can remember, but he, uh, that's when his MS started to get worse, and um, so then I suddenly, obviously when you're 18, 19, and you like sort of, everything's changing anyway, and I was like, oh my god, like, I might get a mess. And it isn't a hereditary thing, but obviously I was being totally irrational and stuff. And I mean, I, I think I have double the chance you have of getting a mess, but your chance is something like 1% and mine is 2%. So it's still, a, it's not linked to that, like certain things to, like it's not hereditary. Um, and, but, but at the time I was like, I'm gonna, like this is really bad, I'm gonna get um, a mess. And I suddenly started getting a lot of symptoms of like, it was stress when I look back at it, but all of the symptoms of stress were also symptoms of an MS. So I was starting to get like tingling, like forearms and like uh, blurred vision because I wasn't sleeping properly, headaches because I was stressed and all of those, I was like, that's it, I've got MS. And it just kept like, yeah. so I ended up sort of, I went to see a doctor at the time, I was like, I mean, and I knew it deep down, I knew it was anxiety, but I couldn't get myself out of that thought pattern. Um, and the doctor was like, right, we're going to like refer you to CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, and like, let's just see how that works. And um, so I had six sessions and luckily, uh, like, gelled really well with the person who was talking through it. And she kind of taught me to like retrain my brain. Like, if you've got a headache, you, well, you're 19, you've probably just got a headache. Like, it's probably nothing. Um, and the doctor at the time, and I'm so thankful to him, was like, why don't you try, try strength training? And that isn't something that a lot of doctors over here prescribe and still now isn't. Um, and this was 10 years ago. And I was like, mm. so I started going to the gym and stuff. And, um, and I just, at the time, like I say, it was sort of cardio, like it was nothing, but it made me feel a lot better. And I wasn't really doing much with weights. And then um, 
just started going with friends and one of them was into kettlebells and was like why don't you start doing this so that's how I get literally how I got into it and then from that moment forward I I, I literally haven't looked back I've never had an issue with anxiety I've never had like I, I, people always say oh once you've got depression or anxiety you're just always living with it and I totally disagree with that and um, I, I think once you know how to manage it and I, like I, I never ever has it come back to me and that's 10 years ago um, and I just totally believe strong body strong mind like if you if you uh, stuff that you can control control and then the things that you can't control which is like so my dad's still very poorly I can't control that but I can manage it so when he goes in and out of hospital constantly I'm like the one thing I can keep constant is strength training and that's what I do <laughs> um, and that like for me that's totally uh, fixed fixed me I don't know if fixed is the right word but <laughs> that's how yeah well, I, I, I believe that I believe that to be absolutely true and have experienced you know something similar and uh it it really I don't know what it is about and I it's not just exercise to be exercising but strength training specifically is like a very powerful anti-anxiety medicine yeah and and a lot of again then I, I will open it like I just have I'll open talk about it and I think it needs to be talked about because there's stuff that I've had since then sort of men come to me and for, I feel for men it's probably even harder in terms of talking about the feelings and stuff and I'm not saying I'm a counsellor at all but like they'll sort of I've got kind of known in this area and people like oh Megan's really good and just totally relates body and mind and like together that's and that's I've true I say that in all sessions I'm like that and people come to me and like I feel so much better just from and it's not, I mean, yeah, the body feels better, but the mind feels better. And, and uh, yeah, I've had a lot of men come to me for that reason, just because they're like, they're like totally, like, I don't know what else to do. And uh, the, the healthcare system over here isn't great in terms of mental health-wise, a lot of cuts and stuff. I don't think anywhere, really. <laughs> it is great, but um, the, yeah, lots of cuts and stuff, stuff's not available. Um, and just, uh, like, get teaching people that be strong in your body really it gives you just a focus i think there's something i don't yeah there's just something about it that really really um, helps and don't you think too the way um of course we're both part of the strong first system and there's many great systems out there but the strong first system and that focus on strength is a skill and we do have to practice these skills it's not just here's your workout go to the gym you know whip out some reps you have to you got to think about what yeah. you're doing and I video almost a uh, portion yeah, I, uh, yeah and I, I I critique myself I have others coach me and I think part of it is because we approach it as a skill and we're practicing that that's what helps the brain yeah um, so I am I, um, I watch all of mine and um, and I'm quite I'm obviously not going to film 90 minutes of swings but I tend to sort of do the first minute somewhere in between and then the last minute is all the last few minutes just to check and um, but i that that post that you talked about the 40 kilo single arm i was literally writing i'm always i wrote in the post i'm always trying to find out what position feels good where do my hips feel good what setup may be really powerful like i and people always say to me oh my god you've got the most perfect swing like best swings ever and i'm like i don't see i mean yeah I, i'm good at swings but i don't see it like that i'm like i'm trying to get those every time I do it I'm trying to get that better and when people say to me how do you do those 90 minutes I'm like 
because I view it as a single rep. I don't think in my head, I'm about to do 90 minutes of swings. I'm like, I'm about to swing until it starts to not feel good, which possibly is 90 minutes. It's possibly my shortest session is seven minutes. So I remember once seven minutes in, my forearms were just burning. And I was like, right, that's a stop signal. I'm out of here. Um, and it's really hard ego-wise when you're used to doing 90 minutes to like put yeah. the bell down at seven. But then later that week, I had one of the longest sessions I'd ever had and stuff. So, um, but I think because you view it like that, like every single thing, like sometimes I like, right, my weight shifted forward on that rep. So very quickly, I'm about to shift my weight back. And then if I can't shift it back and it happens three or four times in a row, I'm losing power, so that needs to stop. Um, but that whole strength in the skill is, yeah, it totally, <laughs> that is the focus of it. And, um, and I, I get some people I teach, I was having this conversation this morning in one of the classes, and they were sort of like, but like, we're never going to be that strong and blah, blah, and like joking around. And I was like, but I started off nine years ago swinging very badly, eight kilos. And I was like, and I just basically carried on. I was like, I got coached, and I was like, where they are now in terms of how long they've been training. I was like, you're way ahead of where I was at your point in, in like two years into your journey. When I was two years into mine, I was ripping my hands. I was like, I, I was like, you're way, way ahead. I wasn't as strong as them. Um, and I'm like, you just need to carry on and you just keep getting stronger and keep just literally practicing it. It's, it's just yeah. practice. <laughs> practice and practice, even, at, and then even the strength, um, uh, the grinds, like our presses and our squats, same thing. They they approach them as a practice, as opposed to oh, I've got 60, yeah. 60 squats I got to do today. It's like no, every single rep is a single rep. You know, yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Just think of it. And if you lose power, or if something doesn't feel right, stop. <laughs> yeah, and, and then go back to it, and it will. You won't have lost strength. You'll have gained it. Is what I always say. I'm like, by you stopping a session early or short or whatever. That's a, that's a skill in itself, <laughs> yeah. um, just knowing when to do it, but um, yeah, the presses, so I, the grind-wise, I, I do do sort of deadlifts, but at the minute I'm not, but I would normally, um, I do have them in a programme, but just so I keep some sort of hip grind in my movements, um, but uh, yeah, at the minute, because the gyms are shut, I've not, <laughs> not done any of that, but um, I can just do very light sumo if I'm um, doing some sort of accessories yeah. and swing. But if you're doing it. you're doing get ups though, and that's a, a that's a very powerful strength exercise. Um, I love get ups. Like literally, if I had to do one thing forever, it would be that. <laughs> but all I really think of swings and get ups, like that's pretty much. Um, I throw some goblet squats in in my warm up, um, and then like I said, the body weight stuff. Um, but I feel at this moment in time actually better than I ever have, and definitely mm -hmm. the best condition I've ever felt. Um, and uh, but when people actually look at what I'm doing, like you don't do loads. I'm like, I know, like <laughs> I do swings at long sessions. I do lots of swings, but like the rest of it, like I don't do heavy get-ups, but I like my get-ups tend to be sort of around 20, 24. But the other day I was like, I'm just gonna try 28. I haven't tried for ages and I haven't done any of them for ages, but just because you get so used to practicing that 20 or the 24 and where does your arm feel good and or whatever, um, and then going from there and just yeah patterning yeah. of the movement <laughs> yeah it's amazing i have to say i'm gonna i'm gonna comment on your view and you have a beautiful view there <laughs> i love it yeah it's um yeah we, we're right in the middle of like the pennines which are just a big hilly like range of not mountains but hills in the middle of like the north of england um, and it's really well known for sort of like beauty spots um, 
it's like a little quirky town it's sort of maybe 25 minutes from Manchester um, mm. so it's a really good area to be because you can be sort of in the middle of nowhere in like 10 minutes in a field where no one's around you can also be in the middle of Manchester in 25 minutes um, but that's what keeps me going when I'm swinging <laughs> I just look at that view and I'm like if it's I just thought I, I really do view my swings as like meditation so like I'll go out there and I'll just totally get in the zone and look at the view <laughs> um, do you have any recovery strategies like uh breathing or ice baths or or meditation I used, like to, uh, I used to do quite a lot of ice um, like swimming and some outdoor swimming with uh, my ex-boyfriend he still does it um, and and uh, so but I used to need him to like force me to do it something like and um, I, I do really enjoy it though every like new year's day we go and jump in a big um, freezing cold reservoir <laughs> near us and it's if you hung over it's great it gets rid of the hangover <laughs> Um, but I do lots and lots of breathing. That's one of my main things I do. So I use a lot of the second wind um, breathing techniques um, on my recovery days, on my rest days. Um, I also use bits and pieces from Pavel Maček's Strong Resilient. Mm -hmm. um, the, I did that, was it last year? I think last February. Um, and uh, I really like his Get Up series. Um, mm -hmm. That really, really helps me. Um, but the breathing, so I, I could literally sit here for half an hour and breathe, and uh, that really, really, I find really helpful. Um, some of them I'll, I'll do in my warm up for my swings. Um, so I do sort of a lot of like the forced exhales and stuff, and I find that really, really helps me when I'm sort of trying to breathe out there and stay calm and nasal breathe doing that sort of breathing has really helped and, and increased what I can do in between swing sets and um, so there's that and then yeah lots very very basic but lots of crocodile breathing um, and but again for just relaxation <laughs> but the second wind stuff yeah I really enjoyed that course um, and I've not really there's, used much I'm sorry there is going to be um, I, I'm signed up to take the second wind um online version it's like oh, so you, oh, light. Yeah, cool. yeah that's august 8th i mean if anybody's listening and they're interested in that pavel and fabio are teaming up and teaching second wind light pavel's doing that on sat uh saturday and then fabio is introducing his built strong program on sunday and it's a uh it's a zoom it's, it's online so it's, i think you can still register for it and it's, it's august 8th and 9th I think it's really the, the stuff that's online at the minute. I was speaking to Sven yesterday and he um, he do, did Planstrong online. And I was thinking those sorts of things will transfer very easily online, right? Because I think actually doing Planstrong when I did it, um, I, it would be quite useful doing it again online. Um, that's definitely yeah. what I want to do again because when I did Planstrong, I was like, what? <laughs> but possibly. <laughs> I really enjoyed it and it made sense in the end Fabio taught it um, and uh, but yeah because I haven't used it I need to just sit and use it <laughs> um, so but no I really enjoyed that but the second wind have you done it did you do no, no. this will be my first so I'm excited um, I did it in Budapest um, a, two years ago but yeah at the time again I was kind of I wasn't I'd done my record I wasn't really training for much and I was sort of like oh there's some cool ideas but then when I got back to doing swing training it was actually Pavel Macek he was like why don't you try throwing some of those in some of the second wind um, like breathing drills and stuff so I read back through my manual and there's some really good stuff in there yeah. 
it yeah, is. it's and it just seems to be there's a lot of different um, practitioners coming coming out and talking about breathing. I mean, there's I mean, there's Oxygen Advantage, there's Wim Hof. I mean, this is real. <laughs> so, and I think you just have to find what works. And so yes, the, 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 yeah. the ice that was how I got into it because I was following Wim Hof on Instagram, um, and I still do cold showers, so I do that as recovery. Um, and I'll sort of like walk a lot and stuff like that. But yeah, Wim Hof, I used to follow his breathing. And the, the sort of forced exhale is kind of similar in a way to that. But I, um, yeah, I just really, I really enjoy it. And I, I, I used to like be so bad at breathing. Like I, did, I couldn't breathe. Like when I first went to see Claire, which was like, breathe, like watching me breathe, I was literally like, like up here. <laughs> yeah. And I used to always get like neck ache and stuff. And then actually talking to breathe and I'm like, <laughs> and everything else just went through the roof. And I think like strength-wise, and I think until that happens, you don't realize how important it is. It's like breathing, like what do you mean like breathing? But like, it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing, it's amazing. I'm, I'm actually currently doing Jeff Newport's sore knee solution. And I don't have sore knees, but I just wanted to try it. And, and then I wasn't gonna finish the program, it's three phases. Because really what I have is a bad big toe that I injured. And he said, no, just finish it. When you get to the third phase, there's some toe mobilization. And he's absolutely right. And all the breathing, the diaphragmatic breathing while you're in these positions that mobilize the toe, I have no pain in my toe after I do it. That's so cool. crazy. I know. <laughs> I love stuff like that. Like I, I could spend ages doing bits and pieces like mobility. Like when I laugh about my sessions, sometimes I swing an hour and hour and a half. But um, quite often I'll spend like an hour at least just kind of warm. I say warming up, but half the time it is literally <laughs> breathing and playing around with mobility. Um, yeah. And, and, and get up. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I love yeah. stuff like that. And you really feel, especially when you're doing mobility, when you're using your breath, how much of a difference it makes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was playing around. I, I try to walk three to four, 10 minute walks a day. It just works in my schedule better than one long walk. And my dogs appreciate it, but I was playing around with box breathing while I'm walking. And that is like a game changer too. Just doing different counts of box breathing can make a, a easy flat walk a lot more challenging. Yeah, <laughs> I, I it's, yeah it's, it's so good. So I uh, do a lot of the, obviously for the swings, like nasal breathing and stuff. And when I'm on walks, I consciously try to like, all right, I'm not opening my mouth. And like, <laughs> uh, one of my neighbors was laughing at me because I was literally walking around with like tape on my mouth. And was like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I was like, I'm practicing breathing. <laughs> and I was like, walking well, down the street and they're like, there's something wrong with you. Uh, they all think there is something wrong with you. <laughs> Half the time I'll like crawl up and down the street and stuff. And so I'm like, there's not really enough room on there. And they're like, what is Megan doing again? And like, <laughs> I'm like, I I'll like carry, carries and stuff up and down the street. And <laughs> But I was, I, I quite consciously on walks try to practice nasal breathing and around here, like I said, the hills, like they are literally like that. <laughs> so you suddenly realize halfway up a hill and um, how much you really have to like get deep into the diaphragm. And, but it really, really helps mm -hmm. this week because obviously it's very similar in terms of when I'm trying to nasal breathe in between sets, it by doing it on walks really helps. Yeah. But so yeah, good maybe not to take, but. <laughs> Well, and in yeah. the end, all of these things are going to, I think in the end, all of these, these training practices will promote our longevity, hopefully. <laughs>
Hopefully to help us live strong, happy lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's been good in terms of like the world of training because of the situation at the minute. Like I've definitely had people contact me saying I need to be strong and healthy because of what's going on in the world. And um, and it's like I think obviously people always know that, but I think when something's so real like this moment in time and stuff like COVID comes along people have really, really realized, actually, I'm going to be much better if I can breathe, if I can be strong, if I can get out of walks and stuff. Um, and so I got, yeah, and also in lockdown, I got a lot of people messaging me about strong endurance, sort of runners, just from, more from Instagram, they I've just got the following on there, and they were like, I'm stuck in my house, I've got a kettlebell, I can't run, what can I do? <laughs> and so that, that's been, in a way, been good. People have started to, especially kettlebells, started to realize how, we already knew how useful they were, but like I think other people are suddenly thinking actually this is something really good, portable, I can pretty much train everything with it um, and stay healthy and strong. Yeah, two kettlebells, pull it bar, you're that's about all you need. All you need, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think at this moment I was always sort of planning on opening the studio, and right now I'm actually quite glad I haven't because I'm sort of like, well, at the minute, like me just giving my bells out and everything so uncertain like that's working at the minute um and for now that's yeah true. i think people, a lot of people are sort of saying i'm not sure if i want to even go back in the gym at the minute and stuff so um like well if we can train kettlebells then we're good <laughs> um yeah. well hey we are closing in on an hour and we like to finish with something kind of fun um we asked and you don't have to do this rapid fire it's not like you know do it really fast. <laughs> but we ask, we just have some questions, kind of fun personal questions. So, what is your favorite color? Color. Blue. Color. This. <laughs> okay. Your favorite meal? Uh, pizza. Definitely pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like, so I do like going out for a big steak and stuff, but if I had to choose one thing forever, it would definitely be pizza. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. a really nice place near me. And I'm, gagging for them to reopen so I'm like I need pizza <laughs> oh they're not doing there's no takeout no they haven't been doing that and I'm like Glisha there's other places but I'm like your pizza and the coffee as well but their pizza is best they're from <laughs> Italy and I'm like I need that pizza in my life <laughs> yeah is good I um got my husband a uh pizza oven for Father's Day so oh my been, God, yeah, <laughs> we've been practicing. So <laughs> like, the, like the wood fire pizza. Oh. It, well, this is gas, but it, you put it outside and it heats it up to about 500 degrees. And so yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're good. I mean, it's too good. You have to like, kind of like watch what you're eating all week. So you get that pizza at the end of the week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you go to the week for the pizza. I would yeah. do. I'd make a sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the last book you read, and I count audiobooks, so either that you read or listened to. <laughs> You're going to laugh at this, but I actually listened, re-listened to Simple and Sinister. Um, <laughs> so I haven't actually listened to the version two of it, so I, the last one that I yeah, listened to was that. So right. which is probably quite a boring answer for you. That's <laughs> 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 like, <a> swing. <laughs> Okay, your favorite band or style of music? So I really like like sort of 90s like like dance, I guess, but or like harder though. So like you'll hear me like on my screens, I always listen to the Prodigy. 
Um, so the Prodigy is probably my number one favourite band. I saw them a couple of years ago and it was the best gig I've ever been to. <laughs> sure. But I, I was totally sober as well. I was, I was driving and everyone else, I mean, it was hilarious watching everyone else, but yeah, it was, <laughs> I was yeah, at a Prodigy gig sober, which everyone was like, what's wrong with you? But <laughs> no, that's cool. I had a really good time dancing. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Um, the last movie you watched? I watched P.S. I Love You, but I'm quite soppy with films and I was crying my eyes out and I fancy Gerard Butler as well, so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was watching that movie only a couple of nights ago. <laughs> All right. Something you procrastinate? Admin. <laughs> Admin. All the time. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, once I sit and do it, it's great, it's fine, but like, that, that's the one thing where I'm like, I really have to... I, I put it off as long as possible. And I know that if I didn't do that, I'd feel much better. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to get paid though, so. <laughs> That's true. Um, your favorite animal? Animal? Mm. My favorite animal? I quite like turtles. I used to have a little tortoise, like a pet tortoise. Um, and I loved that. And then one of my sisters got it when we moved house. So. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I quite like the, yeah. Turtles. And the cute. <laughs> you need to go to Hawaii someday and you can swim with the big ones. Oh, I've loved that. I did it once in Australia a few years ago at the Barrier Reef. And I didn't mm. be, I was more scared of sharks. But actually, <laughs> then we were suddenly swimming along and there was this massive turtle. And I was like, oh. yeah. So gorgeous. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy the first time, but then it's like, wow, these these creatures are amazing for sure. In Hawaii. Um, yeah. Yeah. A hobby or interest that people listening may not know about. What do I have a hobby? Hmm. <laughs> um I don't know. What do I like doing that I've not already mentioned? <laughs> um, <laughs> Eating chocolate, gin. I like. I love gin tasting. And um, I was just talking to another strong person instructor, actually, Aris, who's been helping me with some of my body weight stuff. Um, and he messaged me saying, "What?" Uh, he was like, "I just realised you love gin." And one of my clients bought me some, <laughs> which I put on my Facebook page. And I'm like, "Gin tasting." So I've just sent him a massive list of ones that he can possibly buy in the states. Um, <laughs> I love gin tasting. That's interesting. Amanda and I traveled to Ireland together last oh, yeah. two years ago. Two years ago. And we noticed in, in that there that gin was a big thing, like going like gin tasting or gin parties. And, and yeah. gin, I mean people drink gin here, but it's not I would say that bourbon and, and whiskey is probably a little more of a thing, but interesting. It's, um, this, this, I, it kind of started here maybe five years ago, everyone was like gin festivals and stuff, but then yeah. I Australia a couple of years ago and um, we were, I mean, my friend went there and like did stuff there, gin tasting day, and I've done a few here, um, and, but yeah, Aris messaged me and he's, he's basically said, oh, these ones, and it was ones here that we'd be like, oh, like, no, that's, we're not drinking those ones, and he was like, send me a good one then, so I just sent him this list of stuff, and, um, but yeah, no, so there's so many garnishes and stuff, and like, how, like what you're supposed to put with them, and, and but no, I really enjoy gin tasting, and it's, it's, um, yeah, we just have them all the time here. It suddenly went, it used to be whiskey here, and then it suddenly just went, like now there's more gin distilleries in Scotland than whiskey, <laughs> which is true. Wow. You think Scotland is whiskey, but actually there's loads of gin places. Huh. Um, so yeah, and same probably in Ireland. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's interesting. interesting. 
What is your favorite vacation place? Um, so uh, I, I went to Costa Rica last year with my sister and I absolutely love that, partly because I've never been over to that side of the world at all. So I've always traveled sort of towards Australia. I've got quite a lot of friends and I've been there a few times um, and I love it there, but it was so different in Costa Rica. So I really liked that. Um, and we're very lucky in Europe in terms of we can fly to a lot of places. Um, so probably my favorite European one um, is Italy. I love going to Italy for pizza. Yeah, <laughs> for pizza. Only for pizza. Um, I had a really, I was in um, Budapest for second week as well. And by far, if anyone listening wants to go a, a city break, Budapest is the best city I've ever been to. Um, I loved it. <laughs> Keep, keep, so, we keep hearing that and, and definitely is on the list for sure. Yeah, for you sure. need to go. So if there's a course there, go and then spend the week there. That's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so fun. <laughs> and they definitely. have really good food. Really good food. <laughs> yes. Um, last one, the, something people may get wrong about you. Um, what do people get wrong about me? Um, it, well, <laughs> I don't know. What were... I was about to say, sometimes people think I'm shy, but they don't. That's a they used to think I was shy, but I'm not anymore. Um, teaching kind of got me out of that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm petrified of spiders. So people oh. think I'm this really, really strong like woman. I'm like, I'm actually petrified of spiders. <laughs> so I'm not afraid. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to think of something else, man. I don't, I don't actually know. No, no that was good, though. Well, hey, Megan, this was really fun. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and for yeah, that was really nice to talk to you. You're doing great things. And I'm, I'm just, I'm watching you, going to watch you break that record when you're ready and hopefully cross paths with you in person. Yes, um, I hope so. In Budapest. <laughs> I think it should be easy to put it on the calendar or get that planned. <laughs> yes, yeah. Or if you come out to the United States and make it all the way to the West Coast, come out yeah, here. So I'll, I'll make you a pizza. I was, to be, I was supposed to be coming over there in June, just gone, but obviously not right now because of the situation. But yeah, I definitely come to pizza at your house. Yeah, yeah. You can, yeah, I have a big house. You can stay with me. So I have, I have older children who are on their way out, so I got room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I'll take place. <laughs> yeah, you can take. All right, Megan. Well, thank you so much. Um, and you just have a great day. This will be up. This will be up by the end of the day. So, thank you very awesome. much. Okay. All right, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>